This is the Unscripted Podcast. I'll be the scapegoat. Well, you, somebody's got to, Bob. Just blame it all on me. Well, I, I just really want to messed up. I want to be right. Whatever's going on, I just want to be right with this. I mean, it's not my fault. Like, like, like I said, I may have gotten fatter, but I ain't got like eight inches fatter in in two months. <laughs> you know how it is with your uh, with your you know with your wife. You can either be right or you can be happy. <laughs> I choose to be happy sometimes. <laughs> well, well, you know that's a deep subject. Well, but the uh, oh, well, well. here we are. We are on our last uh, illustration <laughs> studying. You, you ain't got more illustrate. You, this is your last one. Well, I mean, you can't I, do any more. I mean, we can we can start paint by numbers if you yeah. want to and make us a unicorn or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now let me. Uh, you got your tablet up. You got it ready. I'm fixing to. If you still got to connect it to the whole thing or whatever, no, I'm gonna take a second. Go ahead. Yeah. So I got I got a simple one that that uh it's hard for me to draw and it's one of the things where I can kind of make fun of myself about. But I think this is a good one for people to kind of. I think a lot of well everybody can relate to it. But if you turn over to um to Romans chapter five, this is a this is a pretty good one. You know for. I just love all the people that we got so many assets. I mean, in our congregation, and then, and then we got so many. Ben was just talking to me about you know guys in the brotherhood just a minute ago, and you know me and Ben we're not we're not big wigs in the brotherhood like you are, Chris, and <laughs> right. So we don't. I'm a big we, wig. We don't know many people, <laughs> and uh, a big wig. All those, all those, all those, all those guys that uh, they get the. Um, you know, you know where Big Wig comes from. It, yeah, from the from the old uh, the colonial era. All the colonial area. Whenever the all the guys who were in power, they put their big wigs on whenever they go to those meetings. No, that, that's what that's you're, you're getting there, Chris. I I'm let me be. I'll let you be right. On well, this. I just want go you ahead, to be happy. Give us the history lesson. Well, so no, you know, seriously, where does it come from? You're right in in a way, but where it comes from is the fact that um, most guys in the colonial era would shave their heads because of head lice mm. because of all the, you know, all the bugs infestation and stuff like that. Well, I, we encourage all the liberals to listen to our, uh, <laughs> our podcast. We'll give you some ammunition for the guys who wrote the pot, who wrote the constitution, you know, they, they probably had head lice too, <laughs> you know, exactly. And, well, they probably didn't. And here's why they shaved their heads and the people with the most money, guess what they had the biggest wig. Hmm. Okay. That's that's that was kind of like a, if you look at those guys, like some of them, you look at it and it's almost like they got the what's a Homer Simpson's wife's name? Uh, Betty. Yeah, is it Betty Simpson? Is that right? Whatever. Marge. Are you messing with me? Is, I do. It's not Betty. You're doing this to be it's, happy. It's not Betty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Betty. But I think it was Marge Simpson. Uh, anyways, you know yeah. she got that real tall hair. Yeah. Well, the more so that's why you look at some of these guys and you're like, that guy looks like a doofus. Yeah. You know. Right. Well, it's 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 our version of having, you know, uh, what's one of them fancy pocketbooks like girls wear with the, the initials all over it. You know what I'm talking about? Like girls wear them pocketbooks has got initials like fancy. Oh, the real expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know they put the initials on there. So it's a yeah, status symbol. Right. You know, like like you know, it's it's not necessarily. A gra- I'm glad my wife ain't got none of those. She Listen, don't want them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying, you know, like you see that, or yeah. or now all of a sudden it's cool to, you know, uh, your Carhartt stuff. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you know, we've been wearing Carhartts for 25 years. Yeah, Carhartts, the Gucci thing to wear right. now, and and Jessica's like, man, they ought to see some of your vintage ones up here on the shelf. Exactly. I see all the ones with all the weld splatter on them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Axle grease right. stained in it. You know, and I got you Carhartt of- shirts that are cut up in their shop rags. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh yeah, I know I do. Yeah. And and use when, that thing to stain. When know, I can whatever. hold it up and I can see through it both sides right if i can see through just one layer of it yeah it's still good to wear but when i can see through both sides it's time to go to the shop rag pile hey i'm telling you one of the best things you know everybody used to everybody's always trying to come up with best ways to do stuff with their tomato plants that's the best thing i've learned to, to top a tomato with is the steak it is the old t-shirt strips of t-shirts why is that because it it's it's soft mm. and it doesn't it won't cut the vine 
it doesn't abra- it doesn't it's, abrasive. Right, because you know you tie them up with string, it string yeah, it'll, 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 it'll it gets so heavy, it'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll slice your vine, and mm-hmm. so that. Uh, anyways, for, I guess the last, I think George Dyer taught me that. Mm-hmm. I know you don't know who George is, but man, what a dude! He's hilarious. But uh, anyways, he George, a good good buddy of mine. But uh, yeah, t-shirts. I probably had some Carhartt T-shirts over the years that held up tomato vines. And well, you know, and so we're at this point where we got, um, you know, we're, we're looking at we're doing these illustrations, mm-hmm. and the 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 point behind it is is that you know I've had some you know good feedback from uh, on our podcast that that this helps people, and so I reckon it's a good thing that you know we could sit here and make illustrations forever, but. You know, the illustrations that we're doing, that we're showing today, are really illustrations that we came up with on the cuff that were, I don't want to say so good, because it makes it sound like we're so special, but that were so good that we've used them over and over and over again, because they're just right. they're just that beneficial of a tool, as it were. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, the um, you know, I've got two more that I'd like to do today, and both of mine are about the church. You know, before it's been about the law, been about how do you obey, you know, the, 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 what is, what is the way that God wants us to obey? Well, these last two are about the church that I want to do. So what, what are yours you're going to do about? So I want to, um, I want to do mine about, man, you had such a great sermon about grace Sunday. And, um, you know, you know why I preached that sermon? Cause it was good. <laughs> No, the reason is what the people needed to hear. Well, because it was biblical. Well, I, I, I can give you all kinds of reasons. <laughs> well, because Bob needed to hear it. Because <laughs> you know it, it's one of those things. Um, it came from this idea, you know. So I used the level, you know, and uh, we got this new machine in for our next tech program, and I'm trying to level this machine. And uh, one of our members, who consequently. Um, was very helpful in making sure that it got shipped. They may not want me to tell how much they helped, but I'll just say they were very helpful in making sure this machine got shipped to us. Well, he was he was asking me, how did you do and how's it going? I told him, well, I'm in the leveling process now. And I asked him about it. Yes, I said, what does that mean? And so I gave him a few, you know, I gave him a 30-second conversation on it, and he was like, that seems like it's pretty hard to do. And and it depends on your understanding of hard. You know, labor is not very difficult. But it's very time-consuming and very patient process. And so, you know, at the same time, I was having a conversation with a guy that or I was I was talking to a group of guys, I reckon. Don't shake the table. I'm drawing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was talking to this group of guys, and this group of guys, we were talking about um, how the church has expanded and contracted. Maybe I shouldn't say grow. You know, maybe that's not the best analogy when, I, when I'm trying to illustrate this, but the church has expanded and contracted in some areas throughout the country. And they were talking about how that during the seventies that, you know, when all the, when, when, you know, the, the Jesus movement kind of blows through America again in the seventies, that there was this big push towards grace. You know, we're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about God's love. We're going to talk about all So I thought, you know, we don't need to be scared to talk about grace. We just need to talk about it the way the Bible describes it. Yeah, and 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 because if we do, you know, I mean, if we we have these conversations, then you know, we're building our faith. And so I was just trying to think of a way to illustrate it. We're saved by grace. We need to talk about it. That's right. And so I was trying to think of a way to illustrate it, and that's why, you know, just just me thinking through that, you know, in those, mm-hmm. you know, thirty second conversation with this member, you know, I thought, okay. That's my sermon right there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's my sermon. Well, you did a great job, and like you're, you know, it's, you know, your sermon's good whenever that's what you know. Your, you know, when your kids come home and you're eating lunch, and your kids bring up, you know, for, you know, one of the first things is like, well, Mister Chris had an awesome sermon, <laughs> you know, and they're bringing that up. You know, Courtney and Millie didn't get to come to church Sunday morning, so then they're then they're telling the sermon, you know, and you you know to their mama and uh and then uh and then that's a uh, and then you you know those sermons that get to be here I I you know I, I preached your sermon again yesterday or at least I hit the good points I couldn't you know when you when you were 
I couldn't repeat, you know, when you're firing off all that stuff and all these, you know, all the good, good stuff, but just the general things about, you know, about, you know, us needing grace, you know, on, on the big things. So you need to go listen to Chris's sermon, but, um, but about, you know, the, the four foot level. And then I got a, I mean, the, the part with Richard, whenever he had the little torpedo level. And so the, the gist of the sermon was this, y'all I'm fixing to preach it for you. <laughs> go ahead. It, you know, you, you, you got these big things in your life and he had, Chris had somebody come up and hold a four foot level and you know, it's, you can kind of get it balanced out pretty quick. Well, that's, that's the big things in life. I'm not going to steal somebody. I'm not going to knock off a gas station you know, I'm not going to go rape somebody or, you right. know, those kind, those kind of things. Big thing. Big ticket items. Big ticket items. Well, And that's what the world hangs their hat on. That's right. That's why, know, like, like, you know, that's why the obituaries are full of absolutely so-and-so's in heaven. Yeah, my uh, my great-grandfather on, on my dad's mom's side, oh, that's kind of weird, but he said this. He's like, if my boys start drinking, smoking, or chewing tobacco or cussing, they didn't learn it from me. You know, that was his idea that he had been a good dad, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. Whereas, no, the standard, you know, our standard. That's the four-foot level. That's the four-foot level, you know. Right. They're not doing those things, so they didn't learn. If they start doing them things, they didn't learn that from me. Well, that's the four-foot level. Well, then Chris got out a torpedo level. Those of you who who don't know that and who've never worked a day in your life, a torpedo level, it's a small level. It's a foot long. It's a foot long, roughly. And, uh. And and so you you put the torpedo level up and it's got just as many bubbles on it. And you can check things, and that was that was such a good time whenever you had Richard. You know he was getting it right and he was a little shaky or whatever. Yeah, because it takes you can do it, but it really yeah. takes concentration. You got you got three less feet. It's just kind of the same way if you're if you're shooting a gun, you shooting something and you got sixteen inches worth of sights. Mm-hmm. A lot less to mess up versus you know you got a stub nose thirty eight. That that's right. You or, got three inches worth. Of, that's right. Or shooting off a shooter stick. Yeah. You know, versus shooting off your shoulder. That's you right. Know, same same principle. And so trying to level those things, uh, you know, as, as far as getting it leveled out in your life. But then when you know, so Richard he was getting it, but then when you had him put it up on, you know, when you had him stand it straight up. I had him do a forty five. First, you had him yeah, standing yeah, straight plum. up, right? And yeah. then you said, "Now put it on a forty-five. Yeah. And you said, "There's a lot of ways in our lives that there's so many ways that we need to grow." Well, well, you think there's a lot of smaller things that I need to get right too, and mm-hmm. and I need to make those adjustments in my life. And, and God requires that. God requires those things, and and the, and then there's things. Sometimes, what I liked your point was was that sometimes people, they they may be, and my dad's one of those people who. He didn't have to make those big four foot changes in his life. Right. Fortunately, even though he lost his daddy whenever he was seven years old, his dad passed away. He his mama still raised him right, and they had enough people in his life that 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 he didn't he didn't go off and become something crazy or stupid or whatever. And mm-hmm. so he still had to repent. But there's been a lot of those one foot level, eight inch level things that he's had to make adjustments on his life, and he'll tell you those things. But, you know, we always have to make those small incremental changes constantly, and we need grace in those areas. And, and so I need grace in those four-foot levels, but but we also need grace in those one-foot levels. And then you pulled out the Mac Daddy of all levels, <laughs> you know, not one that does it itself, but it's a, it's a, it's a level that had its own toolbox. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and what's a precision level? You know, it's accurate to – yeah, you said split a hair eight times. Yeah, split a hair eight times. You take a hair, you know, if you got a circle, yeah. right? You take a hair if it were a circle, and you and you you like cutting it, you know, eight times. Yeah. You know, eight ways. You pull out one of those sections, and that's how level you would have to hold that level, you know, from end to end for the bubble to be in the center. The bubble to be in the center. And what's crazy is that bubble is like oh, it's two like and two and a half inches. inches yeah, long. yeah, it's long, and it's because you know you need to see that you need to see that bubble. Yeah, and and. You know the the idea. And we still can't get it right. No, you can't. And that's the thing is, like, I give it. It's a it's a it's an easy way to illustrate. Well, I open the box after church. And I I got it right real quick. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Right. 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 That makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, that makes you happy. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, I that's the th- I said that to Chip. Like, he opened up the box. I was like, good luck, you know. And um, sorry for speaking out in church, but that's all right. But yeah, it's like good luck with that because there's there's 
you're just your nerves alone. The yeah. fact that you have blood and your mm-hmm. heart is beating, mm-hmm. you can't get this level right yeah. just with one hand or two hands. Yeah, you'll just never do it. And you'll, that's that's the idea behind it. Is that is that, uh, and that's why I called. You know, the first person I called was fifteen, mm-hmm. right? Fifteen years old, and you know, you know that at fifteen years old, they're just now getting a hold of the one foot level. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they've they've got the four foot level stuff kind of already. Yeah. In their sights, like we ain't gonna do these things. Yeah. You know, but they're just now. Hope. Yeah, they're right. They're just now. Yeah, amen. They're just now catching a hold to the torpedo level, mm-hmm. right? So they ain't got no. They may think they got a lot of yeah. things mastered, but. You know, no. they ain't, you know, right. so that's why I pawned it all. I gave it to Richard. You know, I looked in the audience and I was like, who's somebody that Richard, you know, so Richard's 50 years old, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, I got it to Richard and Richard, you know, and, and, and he was funny. He was holding it. I was like, you got that thing level. He's like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, well, it looks like it, if you could have seen it, cause I had a camera where, where, where you could actually watch it. Cause I knew it was going to bounce backwards and forwards mm-hmm. and, like, look like you're struggling a little bit. He's like, no, no, I'm got it. I was like, what's it with him for? He's like, well, my hands won't be still. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, that's the illustration. Well, yeah. then, so then I called Chip, you know, one of our elders. Yeah, you know? and I was being facetious in our meeting today, but like, you know, <laughs> Chip's not going to say it, you know, but a, a, a Christian's really not, a, who's really doing it right, they're not going to say it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's hard to beat Chip. You know, as far as how level that he is in his life yeah. and, and the direction. and Well, that's why I chose him. His attitude. And, yeah. and Chip's a carpenter. So yeah. he, if anybody in the church has used a level, it's him. It's him. Yeah. And, the uh, you know, like I could tell that he was, he won't listen to the word I was saying because he was, he was dead he's set. Yeah. yeah. He's competitive too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I love is he, he always beats his son-in-laws in golf all the time, <laughs> you know, right. and, and they're the most competitive guys in the world. That's right. I asked Chip yesterday, I said, you know, we, we did that service project with the youth and, um, uh, and Dan did such a good job with them kids yesterday. We're just blessed with so many good people. I know. And tearing out a bathroom for Stevie and anyways, uh, anyways, trying to help him out and and uh, somebody who can't help themselves in that manner. And uh, you did a good job correcting me on that too. You know, when, when I was talking to the kids, no, I didn't help, correct you. We helping did. me, you know, we're working together. Yeah, that's, that's right. always the way. That's it is. right. We're always just working. And together. so, uh, anyways, I told Chip. I said, "Hey, well, we got some pizza here, but I'm waiting till them kids get done." I said, "You can eat with us in a minute if you want." He said, "No, I'm trying to refrain from eating pizza." I was like, "Well, what for?" He's like, "Well." I said, you trying to stay in shape? He said, yeah, if I'm going to keep beating these younger guys in golf, he said, I got to stay in shape. I don't, I don't want to be carrying that extra weight. And it's like, you know, when you look at Chip, yeah, he, he don't need to lose no weight. Right, right. But he's 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 still, that's how well, level he's trying to stay disciplined, you know. And, and so something that's, there's just some things in life when it comes to grace, like, and that just, was the idea. We just can't make it. And that's why. You can't it, do it on your own. The last T was trusted. You yeah. just, you just got to know. That that you know you're going to God's going to have to tote you across the finish line at yeah. the end of the day. You know you're not going to need God's grace really for knocking off liquor stores. Yeah, right. You're not going to need. You're going to you're going to grow. I'm thankful for the Chris that I am today. But what I do is I the more I change Chris, the more I realize Chris has got to change. Yeah, you know the more I realize that like I'm just kicking the can down the road, and each time I'm just kicking it farther. Mm-hmm. You know to get to the next kick and and. But the, but you really realize that's that while God requires that, He doesn't require you to kick the can far enough to where it gets off, falls off the ledge because yeah. you're just not going to get there. I can't I, I can't picture in my mind what's the what's the actual the middle T. What was it called? Taught. I know taught and trusted, but taken, taken. Yeah, the second one's taken. You know, yeah. we're we're taught what we need to do. Mm-hmm. The second one's taking it. Right, we're going to yeah. take it and we're going to show the world. We're, we're going to take it. it. We're going to yeah. change our lives. Mm-hmm. We're going to take it. We're going to be transformed. That's right? right. I couldn't remember what it was, but then uh, the f- the last one was trusted. Yeah, three point sermons are too big for me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just trusted, and and it's because you're never going to, you know, that level by you know the reason you you take that level. You set it down on the ways of your machine, mm-hmm. W-A-Y-S, you know, like, you know, ways and mean, W-A-Y-S. You set it on the ways of your machine. That's where your machine moves on. Yeah. You set it down and you walk away and you let it acclimate to the machine. That's how sensitive it is. And so, you know, what that means is that it will change constantly. Guess what you're going to – the more times you pick it up and turn it, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you're just going to throw it off. You're going to throw it off. Right. You know, literally, I was doing it so long Saturday that I had to recalibrate it. 
you know, the boys just stopped because I had them underneath the machine turning wrenches. Yeah. And I'm leaning hunched over the ways. You know, like it, it got, it, I, I got it off and the boys just, I heard the basketball game on. They had turned the basket, they turned basketball on. I was watching Auburn and Houston play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that racket? And I was like, well, I reckon I've been trying to recalibrate this thing for yeah. 20 Ten, I saw where Tennessee beat Duke, you know. Yeah, I'm telling you I don't right know now. when this is going to come out, but. Go Vols. Sweet 16, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alabama, Alabama won, too, I heard. Hey, uh. Uh, Alabama's the, got a great team. Did you see the guy from Sister Jessie's funeral? Um, uh, Jesse Redley, when she passed, you know, there was one of the guys. Remember the guy we talked to from Florida Land? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been, uh, I've seen him on TV several, you know, they're in the Sweet 16. Now. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I got a reason to go watch basketball now. And, <laughs> they're going to play Tennessee. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I got more reason <laughs> got to go reasons. watch it. I got two reasons to watch it. Yeah. I'll pull for him, though. Number 15, that. Martin. I'll pull, I'll pull for him. Yeah, yeah, and a good good kid. But yeah. he kind of got his hand smacked at the end of the game. Did you see that, Ben? You know, it's kind of customary if you're beating somebody, you don't, like, rub it in and go the last second. If you get the ball, you know, there's five seconds to go, and everybody just kind of like, all right, we're done. You don't run down the court and smash one in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he runs down he the court. He ran down the court and smashed it. He runs down the, the court, in. does a 360 windmill, and misses it. This was, you know. Oh no! And misses it, and, and this is Miss Jesse's nephew. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. and so, so uh, you know, the coach like kind of like scolded him on live TV, and 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 yeah. uh, well, you know, he needed it, right? Yeah, right. When you need your tail chewed, you need to get your tail chewed. Yeah, right. He so, needed grace, right? Needed, oh. Right. Yeah, I know basketball etiquette. I used to play. Um, is that right? I used to. Yes. Okay. I mean, junior pro. NBA jams, Super Nintendo. No, uh, Mr. Bob used to play basketball back in the day. Look, we were uh, Rock Creek Rockets undefeated two years. And how many people was that? It? Was elementary ball, and then I played travel ball. <laughs> Did play travel ball. Look, I try to stay humble about all this with our with our church kids. You I understand. Know? I mean, you know, I mean, nobody. I can definitely see why you not want to brag about being when undefeated I, in elementary when I went school. To, when I went to. Uh, <laughs> When I went to Little Mount Ministry Camp the first year I was there, mm-hmm. I played against all these young boys, and um, I beat them in gotcha the first game. Mm-hmm. What's I, gotcha? It's uh, well, the knockout. You okay. know, you got two balls. They're shooting in the. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways, I quit playing after that. I beat them <laughs> at the first game, and that's all you got to do. You got to hustle once, right? Yeah. No, I've gone back and proved that I, I'm not worthy. That uh. We well, don't have to. So, so illustrations. Yeah, right? so, we didn't took a tangent here. So, right. the book of what I was talking about to begin with, uh, twenty five minutes ago on the podcast was we got so many great brothers in the brotherhood, and you know people doing research and and just I learned so much from other people. And one of the things that I remember learning over the years was, you know, the Church of Rome was was not it didn't originate as as Jewish. You know, Rome had taken over the world. They were a Gentile nation. Right. So when the church was established in Rome. It was a primarily Gentile congregation, right? And so they didn't have all this. Uh, they didn't have all the Jewish history, and they also didn't have Jewish uh, traditional baggage, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, the the law stuff, the law stuff that would hold them back. Yeah. And so, but then roughly, what do you mean by that? So, for instance, we, circumcision. We, circumcision. That's a, that's the the big thing, you know. That we reading what is it Acts fifteen? You yeah. know, Galatian church struggles with this, right? And so, well, so Rome for roughly thirty five years was a was a new convert Gentile church, and they were right. doing pretty good. And then thirty five years later, roughly, you got these Jews start migrating over, and and then they're like, "What do you mean y'all hadn't well, been they circumcised?" Kicked them out. You know, they kicked the Jews out of Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so so it wasn't. I like, thought you meant the Jews kicked the Gentiles out of no, the church. No, no. I was like, wait a minute. No, what? no, no. I, the, Rome had kicked the Jews, kicked the Jews out. Yeah, at the you know out of this Rome proper or whatever you want to call it. Sure. You know? So that's why you see some of these guys like Aquila and Priscilla. You know, they're they're on the they're part of the the bounced crew. You know, they get bounced from Rome. Yeah, and so the um that's how we kind of meet those guys. Yeah, and so so here we got the 18. we got the church. And 35 years later, they're coming back and they're trying to bring all these Jewish things back into into the New Testament church, bring the old law back in the same way that a lot of our denomination friends do things today, you know. Mm-hmm. And and we can, I don't I don't want to get into all that, but so Paul starts writing about he he writes about he's like look it's not it's not you keeping the law 
that's going to justify you. He's saying it's it's the Lord who's going to justify you. And so he writes about grace in to the church in Rome for these, you know, these first five chapters roughly. <coughs> and uh and so what I love is is illustrating Romans five and um you know, we, we know Romans three twenty three, what you know, for all have seen to fall short of the glory of God. We're twenty four, we're justified freely by his grace or the redemption that's found in, in Christ Jesus. Chapter five, you know, when we're still without strength in due time, Christ dies. God demonstrates his own love toward us while we're still sinners. Christ died for us. Um, so now we get over in, um, you know, we're talking about the, the grace of God through Jesus, you know, is, is going to, it's, it's abounded to, to many. It's, it's open to, to all these people. Well, anyway, so, so verse, uh, verse 20 of Romans five, I, I love this verse. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, where sin grew, grace abounded much more. And so he's just showing how how amazing that, that God's grace is above the old law. We know that, um, you know, John 1 tells us that, that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So they're, they're coupled together. And this goes back to, uh, if you haven't watched our earlier um, videos on on the ladder but this is you know you got a side of grace and then you got a side of obedience you got that side of truth and so so grace and truth came through jesus christ now so ben can you show our little thing here so chris look at how i, I want your comments on this all right is how, that like the solar system <laughs> you got an extra planet in there how horrible that it is <laughs> you got an extra planet in there yeah so, or is that like a top view of somebody's belly button, <laughs> something like that? <laughs> what do y'all think this is? You know, so if if you're if you're listening to this on another platform, go to YouTube and you can see what we're talking about. So this is my horrible way of trying to. Uh, that's why I told you. This is why you shouldn't have shook the table. You know, well, but I, listen, I, if the if the line is squiggly, I'll say it's me. Is that a, is that a dartboard thing like a target? Yeah, I'm trying to do a dartboard. It looks like a bean. That has nothing to do with me. You'd have to be shaking like a dog trying to poop a peach seed to end up drawing it like a bean. Shaking like a dog trying to poop a peach. Okay, I think I understand. Dog, dog, inhale the whole peach. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you don't realize how much you shake this table, uh -huh. you know? Well, obviously I shook it an inch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is my horrible way of trying to draw somewhat of a resemblance of a dartboard. Well, so, I've got a great one. I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to just show you how good my artistic abilities are when you know it. I'm ready. And uh, so you got this, uh, you got the 10 is, a Jesus, is Jesus. That's that's the mark. That's what we're trying to hit. And so it's it's to me this is a way that's, you know, sin comes from, there's a lot to study about this, but kind of one of the ways that I understand sin, the way it was explained to me and I've learned is that is that sin means miss the mark. And it was that old archer's term. And so so Jesus is the perfect 10. And so I'm just going to put a little JC right there, a little Jesus Christ. Um, what was it? Dear dear Lord, baby Jesus. And <laughs> one that off of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, right, right. Anyways, yeah, putting a – so Jesus is the perfect ten. He's 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 the only one who who's made it, um, you know, to perfection. And so, really and truly, like on on my best day, like I'm like a mediocre like seven, you know, when because we just we just come short of of His glory all the can't time. Can't hold that level straight. You can't hold it level straight. And so, what happens is is whenever I sin, whenever I miss the mark, so I. An archer aims and he goes to he goes to fire and he's aiming at the ten, but then he hits right here. He hits a number seven on the can you show the thing, Ben? So he, he hits a number seven. Well, what pulls him back to the middle is God extends his grace to to cover that distance. Because God still requires perfection. He still requires perfection. And so it's not me that's gonna be the perfect part. Well, then, you know, so then I like to illustrate with people like, well, so, okay, so that's me on a great day. I'm a mediocre seven. Well, what happens whenever, you know, I, I have a, a bad thought, you know, and so I'm, I'm a six, you know, well, grace has got to come out. Well, then, 
you know, somebody cuts me off in traffic and I think something bad about them. Well, then I'm a little five, you know, and then a five. I was, I'm still thinking I'm a seven when I do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking like, about? Man. And then, and then, then I have it. So I have, so then I'm like, so then I say something bad, you know, and, I, and now, it's out loud. Now I'm a six and three quarters. You know, so now I'm, now I'm on down on the five, you know, level. Well, then I'm like, I ought to just give them the finger, you know, and then, then, so then, Cut them all. So then the next red light, it's like, okay, I do have that opportunity. And so then I do give them the finger, you know, well, now it's just getting worse and worse and worse, you know? And then it's like, well, then they give me the finger back. Well, then I say, you know, then I cuss at them, you know, Roll you the shouldn't, window even, down. shouldn't even be driving, you know? And it's like, I ought to go beat the brakes off them, you know? It's tire iron. And then, and then. And then I go do beat the brakes off. Where of does them. that get you at? And what I number show, are we at then? All right, so now I'm down to, I'm in this. There, there's a you know on the dartboard. I, I don't know if there's a five, and then there's a one category. I don't know if there is or not. I don't know. Anyways, then I'm then I'm a one. Well, then there just comes a point. Whenever I'm not even on the dartboard anymore, you I'm know, putting I, holes in the wall. I'm so I'm so far away from acting and doing what Jesus would do. But here's the here's the blessing is that. You know, there's just sometimes whenever, when you when you're still pointing it at the Lord and you're still trying to make things level, and you're trying to hold up your end of the deal. Now, get rid of everything that I just said about when you're kind of deliberately, you know, when you have those tangents in life. Whenever you when the more of the devil's living in you than the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. there's the the fruit of the devil is these right. things. Right. <laughs> the fruit of sin is these things. Well, we know what the wages of sin is, and so, but as long as the Lord, as long as He is, He is that that dartboard, and I'm aiming toward Him, and doing the best that I can in life, and I miss the mark, and I'm missing outside of that, like His, as long as we walk in the light, as He's in the light, you know, the blood of Jesus is going to cover our sins. That's what First John chapter one tells us, and so the the blessed thing is 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 that God he'll even he'll even reach out to us and say well I know that that wasn't on the board but like I'm I'm going to put you back on the board anyways like he will extend his grace I'm going to move the target I'm going to move the target but where where Hebrews 10:26 says that when you know if you sin willfully after you receive the knowledge of truth there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation that if I got this dartboard up right here and and I'm and I'm this, you know, this little guy down here who's uh who's trying to aim his bow and arrow and trying to point my arrows toward toward Jesus. But whenever I start aiming this direction and I just say I don't care anymore. I'm gonna just shoot them wherever they go. I'm just gonna shoot them wherever they go in life. I'm gonna do whatever whatever I want to do in life. Um, that's when my arrow's pointing down, and I may not have uh, there may not have been enough room on the screen to capture that. Whenever my arrows start pointing down, then then that's where like there's grace. Isn't, grace isn't gonna cover that. Grace isn't gonna cover my deliberate acts of of sinful nature, and so. When when the prodigal son left the father, when he he would he had been given his inheritance, he'd been given salvation, and then he chose to walk away. He was not he was no longer receiving the benefits of God's grace anymore. He was still a, he was still a son. He was still a son, but he didn't get any of the benefits anymore. The father's love didn't change for him; it was constant. But the father's love was was not extended. His grace was not extended to him. He was not receiving those benefits. And so you have to come back to the dartboard. You have to come back to the father's fold to his house. However you want to say it, you got to come back to the church. And and you got to you got to be back in the Lord's way to receive the acts to 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 continuously receive that. So that brings that me grace. to my illustration then. Yeah. Cuz cuz you know you're you're probably having this study, I mean this illustration at what point in the study? Yeah, I'm for it depends if if somebody is is a uh, Whenever I'm explaining grace to them, you know, I, so 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 Romans five then rolls right into Romans six. You know, what shall we say then? So he's carried on for five chapters about how great grace is. Well, okay, well I just want to aim at the dartboard. 
So Romans 6, 1, what shall we say? Then shall we continue in sin? Shall I just keep on blasting uh, further and further away from the dartboard that grace may abound? If he's just going to keep on reaching out, his grace yeah. reaches me. Oh, that's right. No. He's well, and that's the thing. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And so he, he explains that perfectly. And I, I have this study. I usually have this part, generally speaking, about um, – like, like I'll tell you when the last, I, I mean, I just had this study the other day, but you know, like I'll give you an example. We were at camp last year mm-hmm. and, um, it's a boy that's a, a member of our congregation now and a great kid, good boy, you know, and, um, I yeah, asked he's him, taking a lot of strides forward. Isn't he? Well, and it's, it's the way the church has been able to wrap their arms around him, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyways, I asked him, I was like, so what's, you know, we're just talking. <laughs> and I said, uh, what's holding you back? On, on doing what the Lord wants you to do. And he said, well, I'm just, I'm just worried. I ain't going to be able to, it ain't going to stick. And I called one of the other boys from camp and I said, come over here. He said, yes, sir. I said, start doing push-ups right there. So he started doing push-ups and, and it's like a hundred degrees, you know what I mean? At camp. And, and he's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what camp do you go to? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we're doing push-ups, right? And, uh, the, the, Trist, the, the, the kid's like, well, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just going to illustrate something for you. I was like, when you come out of the water, I was like, just think about this boy sitting here doing push-ups. And he's sweating. He's like, Mr. Chris, can I stop? I said, I'll tell you when you stop. You keep doing push-ups. Okay. So he's just doing push-ups, right? And this one of these boys that all week long want to show how tough he is. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to just go and use that against you right now, son. And he's he's realizing, like, after about – 13 push-ups like it really didn't matter that i busted them out real fast <laughs> that's right exactly yeah because I, I now i'm just doing or that them. my form was perfect yep 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 so i told him i said just think about this when you come out of the water i said just think satan's over on the deck and mm-hmm. he's doing push-ups getting ready for you well I, I illustrate it like this and the um just so you know what this is i just want to make sure because it's it's so blatant. i guess it's so blatantly obvious what this is, Bob. I mean, you'd almost have to be, you know, just a complete imbecile to not know what this is. So I'm just, hangman. I'm just telling you. So part of hangman. Okay, there's a road, and 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 I just want you to okay, see something. Okay, so this is uh, well, I'm this getting, is a, I I can I think this is a street light, right? Yeah, it's it's obvious, Bob. Yeah, and, and let's see here. Let's do this. Chris has had a lot of experience. Don't quit your day job, Chris. Well, it's just, it's, you just need to understand this. This is the light, Bob. Mm-hmm. See my light right here? Yep. So we got this light, right? First John chapter one. Yeah. Let's turn around and read it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first John chapter one. Now you just got to think all this over here is black. You know, it's all dark, right? There is just darkness everywhere. You know, there is no light anywhere. We just got darkness is all we got. So we got darkness everywhere. You know, everywhere is dark. First John chapter 1. You know, John, because I get this question usually once somebody's really contemplating being a Christian. Yeah. You know, they, they just like, well, I mean, because you know what they've done is they've looked at their life and they say, I got to repent. I got to make some changes mm-hmm. in my life. And they're counting the cost and they're going... Well, it's worth it to me, but like I don't think I can make it. Yeah, I I don't see I don't see how I can come back. I mean, like I really want to make the changes I need to make, but I just don't know that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, First John chapter one, it does this. It it shows this analogy right here. Now, do you use a highlighter whenever you do this? No, I just happen to right now. Okay, just because it, it I could. Yeah, I told you, Bob. I just I'm I'm a, you know I'm a perfectionist it's genius, you know? and so the um, but and, and the the beauty of it will be illustrated this way. So first John chapter one, you know, this is John dealing with Gnosticism. You know, the first century, there's this problem. People are saying, well, Jesus didn't come in the flesh because the flesh is inherently sinful. And, and so if Jesus really did come in the flesh, then there's no way that, that he could have been the, you know, that he really didn't come as a person, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so the, the, the challenge with that is if like, if Jesus didn't come in the flesh and he's not the lamb because the, he had to live a perfect life in the flesh in order to die and give a sacrifice. So there's just all these challenges that kind of happen with this, this thinking, well, it bubbles up and John needs to have the conversation. So John, you know, he's, he's going to have this conversation about the first few verses. 
that which we from that which was from the beginning, which we heard, which we seen with our own eyes, which we looked upon, which our hands have handled concerning the word. You know, like physically, he's using yeah. physical five sense stuff right there. Like he really was here. Well, what you're going to see here is that John's going to use this analogy. He's writing to Christians. Always remember that. You know, everything after the mm-hmm. book of Acts is writing to Christians. So who is the we? It's the apostles. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is the message which we've heard from declare to you. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So what you have here is you have this analogy then that this is God. You have God right here. God is the light. He's the source. He's the source. And in him, in the light, there is no darkness at all. Right. So if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, I'm going to draw over here in my little pile a little guy. Can you see the little guy anymore? No. Why not? Because he's in darkness. Yeah, he's obscured by the darkness, right? So you really can't see this guy. Now, I can keep trying to draw him. Yeah. And you might look, and you may see. Well, there's his head. Yeah, I kind of see. You a know, little you bit. can kind of see him, but right. but what happens is he's caught in the darkness, mm-hmm. right? He's still caught in the darkness. So John says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So it doesn't matter what you say. You're either in the dark or you're in the light. You put a dog in a duck parade, still a dog. Mm-hmm. So John says, don't walk in the darkness, but walk in the light. Verse number seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ does what? Cleanses us from most sins? All. All sins, right? And it's a continuance that cleanses. Yep, that's right. So what you see then is what God requires is this. For me to just walk in the light. God requires. Well, he's running. You just can't see. You know, let me put a hat on him so maybe he'll look like he's going in a certain direction. Maybe I should do it. I'm going to do this then. Oh. <laughs> Raised half my half my stuff. So now we I'm got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you picked on me first and I'm picking on you now. Yeah. I'm retaliating. Well, I just want to be happy, Bob. So here we are. We're walking yeah. in the light. Walking right? in the light. So we're walking in the light. What happens when we walk in the light? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sin, and we have fellowship with one another. Yep. So the God, God's light, is God's light going to be stationary? Um. Yes. In well, a way. I well, mean, if He requires walking, if He requires mean? walking, then no. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 so it's really not a street light, mm-hmm. right? What it is, then you have to erase. Oh. You have to erase this, and then it just becomes a spotlight. So what God's what God's light does is is it's a spotlight it on moves. you. It moves with you. Yeah. Now the now the standard is the the parameters of that light they're they're stay the same. They're fixed. They're fixed. Right. But, but, it, but what, wherever what, you go in in your life, that's and that's the point is that that God knows that your journey will always be that it will always be a journey. Yeah. You know Noah was perfect in his generation. Verse Genesis six and verse nine. For Noah walked with God. For Noah walked with God. And then it's like, and, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah found <laughs> grace in the eyes of the Lord. And yeah. so so what you're seeing here is that you've got this analogy then that God is the light. So God, his his light does not shine any different. It's all You've always got to be in that light source, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're in that, but what happens is, is if you get to looking on this road and then there's this little, uh, you know, there's this really appealing thing over here on the side of the road, whatever it is. You know, I don't know what it is. This place that you want to stop off at. You, know, you want to stop off at this place. Yeah, and, and you're at the top of your drawing ability. Just so can I you know, see the, I know can you, you can't see, see the TV. You can barely see the door, just letting you know. Okay, so let's just say we're going to draw a little place like this then. So you want to stop off right here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not where the light's at. The light can't reach right. you in there. Yeah. You've got to be on your walk in order to be mm-hmm. to be cleansed. Well, I can go to the bar to try to convert people. Well, let me tell you something. I've I've spent a whole thirteen year career dealing with drug bar. addicts and bar people, and let me tell you something. 
some of the hardest people to convince of anything is people who are consuming alcohol. Well, and you think about why did Jesus not take wine on the, not take any kind of medicinal help on the cross because he need he needed to be able to think clearly. Yeah, he he needed to make sure that this was his decision constantly. You know, you can't teach somebody the gospel in a bar because you may be able to teach an individual somewhere collectively, but people go to the bar to drink. Mm -hmm. They're they're not they're not spiritually motivated in there, Right. right? And so what you're trying to get people to see is that God, in that in that in that house I brought up a bar that that could be it could be anything could Bob. be anything it that, could be your job. that leads me out it of, could be it could be anything that pulls yeah. you out of the light so yeah. your job is this you know I've got this road that I'm going to walk on that's going to lead me back to heaven and so as long as I'm on this road this Matthew seven this narrow, narrow way, way right that God's light now it doesn't matter where I'm at in God's light I can be up here and I can be walking in God's light. Or I can be here. I'm still in God's light. You know what I mean? The blessing is, as long as I'm walking in God's light, the further away you get from it, the light's still there. It just shines. It's just brighter the closer you get to it. Yeah. It can't, it's not that it can't reach you. You know, we can't measure darkness. We can only measure the absence of light. Right. That's the only – so So really what you're doing – And that's a powerful thing that I think people – people are scared because there's kind of this whole uh, lack of better terms um, – movement of people today in a in our society that are like they're they're afraid to call a spade a spade and they're afraid to call a pumpkin a pumpkin you know scared to call a boy a boy yeah you when you know kind of like we did the whole scenario where it it shouldn't be hard to tell a 510 white dude that he's not a chinese woman you know and uh and so there's a but people want it, want to uh they want to describe um they want to describe things as talking about well if you're talking about sin you're judging me no 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 you're not judging the heart what you're doing is you're talking about yeah you're just holding up the standard you're holding up the standard you're you're pointing to where the road is yeah the road the the road is this highway of don't holding. be afraid to call a sin a sin yeah and and to love a sinner at the same time. Don't yeah. be afraid to do both. Yep. So you keep trying to adjust your picture. Yeah, I just need to tune down my little, you know, scope of thing. But kind of like whenever you were adjusting that uh that level, you know. <laughs> that's right. All right, so that's that's the one because people have this conversation. They always want to know like, well, what's it going to be like when I become a Christian? I mean, it just it just seems like the it just seems like I've got this you know, this monumental task ahead of me. And you know what you tell them? You do. Yeah. But that's okay. You, you've got one thing that's important to you, the light. And uh, uh, years ago, Cy Stafford told me a story about going out to uh, in Africa. And he said they were going out. And while they were going out to Africa in, the, in this uh, place to see some of these Tanzanians, they're coming down this road. And he said when you come over the hill, you can see all these eyes everywhere. And so you see eyes just, you know, the, all these eyes from his little Land Rover, you know, he had the lights on top and everything like that. And so you can see eyes everywhere. Well, he run up on this group of Tanzanians, so he speeds up. He thinks, well, I need to speed up and, you know, t- let those guys, because the closer he gets to them, the faster they start running. Well, the guy tells him, he's like, size trying to catch up with them, and they're running faster. And he's like, you've got to slow down. He said, what do you mean? He said, you see all them eyes? He said, yeah. He said, I wanted them to know that I'm here to – they're running from me. He's like, no, 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 they're not running from you. They know the same thing you do. As long as you can see those eyes, they're still in the darkness. See, there's safety in the light. They're not trying to run away from you. They're trying to run with you. Slow down. God's never going to outpace you. You see, he, he, there's a road that you're going to travel, and his light's going to be on you the whole way. As long as you're traveling that road that he's telling you, it comes back to home. And that's why he uses this analogy. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, He's faithful and just to forgive us of the sins that we know. No. That's why in verse 9 he says, if we confess our sins, that means do you have to confess everything? No, because you're certainly going to learn as you go on. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. And so that's your analogy with the light. Yeah. All right. So, Ben, I want to keep going with this idea. I'm just – there you go. There's a horrible – that's a lot better, Bob. You did a better job with your circle. Her horrible circle. And so this one also, I want to draw this 
as far as when it comes to to the lot as well. And so this is the this is the lot facing you. Okay. And so this is the the flashlight. You're looking light. up at the light bulb. <clears throat> yeah, either you're looking at a light bulb or somebody's taking a flashlight and pointing it in your face. You know. And so, you know, in him is there's there's no darkness, and so this is a good way to draw those lines. Um, you know, out here's dark, mm-hmm. and and we're just the same way that you did on your path. Well, there's a there's part of this verse that people can get real confused on, and and need you know they need help with, and it's kind of hard because. Because verse 8 says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And so my question is, is if that's light and dark and then we can draw all those things, you know, the blessings that are in Christ, the the, the way, forever. the truth, the life, all those yeah. kind of, you can forever do all that stuff, comparing and contrasting. And so I'll ask people, where, if you were to draw yourself, if you were to put an X, where do you, where do you put an X based on verse 7, 8? And nine, because you know, verse ten. Also, if we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and his words not in us. So either I'm a liar or he's a liar. Either, yeah. So are you in light or are you in darkness? And so, you know, people are like, "Well, I want to be in the light." You know, well, well, that's right. Well, there's also in him is no darkness at all. But if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth's not in us. So. You know, if I'm going to be real honest with myself, I write myself a, you know, Bob has light in him. And I also, I have darkness in me that I always, that old man, I have to keep, you know, I have to keep him buried. You got to keep shining a light on him. Got to keep shining a light on that guy. And so there's this, there's this area that's right here in the light that when that sinful self comes up, that God still extends his grace. The light is the standard. Mm-hmm. But he does extend his grace that oops. That that barrier that's that's around that light. Yeah, that's your spectrum. That's your spectrum. spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so he and so that grace, that's that's an area where he's going, don't you don't you step out there. Mm-hmm. I know you just had this this thought and then this intent and and uh that temptation and and uh you know the the temptation there. Here's one thing that's hard for people to understand: to go, well, I'm tempted by this. Well, the temptation is not the sin; that's the test. That's right. And that's a that was a real hard for me, a hard thing for me to to come to a realization that goes, because we're tempted by our own desires. I'm tempted to walk out there in the darkness by my own desires. Mm-hmm. But he says, "Blessed is the man." You know when when you when you overcome that temptation. Well, so you got this area of grace. And uh, that covers me in the light. But here's the here's another way that I like to draw this as well, is you have this light source, and and it's almost like a flashlight. And then I'm gonna draw it like that, and then it's casting a beam sideways, kind of like you did. This is that this is that area that that follows me. Well, well, you had you drew kind of the the um you know the road that was going through the middle and uh and so for me once i was out here and all these you know darkness is here this is light this is jesus this is the word you know all these things are are in here and um and so at one time i had to come into the light as a christian and i'm exposed to it and I, or some people, you know, the there's some people who may walk in the light, but yet they're not actually in Christ. Uh, that's, I mean, that was maybe a story for a whole nother day, but but there's there's people who can have good principles and they can be exposed to the light. And uh, but anyways, but for this this standard, we're just gonna say that the light is I'm in Christianity at that point. You're walking in the light, and um, and so now there comes a point where I'm tempted to leave the. You know, you, you have those areas where I didn't even know that was a sin, you know, and so I, I mess up. And so as a, whenever you're holding those, a lot of those are those one foot level areas, not right. the, not the four foot level. Right. Cause we know a lot of, most everybody knows the four foot levels. Yeah. But the, you know, America today calls four foot level things. Okay. And happiness and really yeah, it's yeah. sin. 
Yeah, they got like a plate level, which is nine foot. Yeah. You know, it's real easy to get a yeah. plate level straight. <laughs> so, so anyways, there comes a point where I'm tempted to walk outside the lot. I've got to repent. And so, and so the idea is I, I learn more about Jesus and I learn more about this light source. And then I go to step out of it. I got to repent and I got to keep, I got to keep staying in the lot as I'm, as I'm walking. And hopefully, you know, then there comes this point where I'm here and then I step outside the lot. Well, there needs to be this big, whoops. I need to repent at all these areas. All these areas are levels of repentance and I need to come back into the light. And hopefully I come to these points where my life is like this, but then I may, you know, come close to that line. So what happens is the same way that you were talking with, with chip and he's holding that level up. Well, he's got so many responsibilities as an elder, you know, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into any context whatsoever, but you know, there was, um, he who knows to do good and does not do it, you know, you know right now that there's things that, that I position in front of two elders today that that they need to execute on. Right. You know, and Absolutely. so and so there's a so there comes a time where, you know, the closer I get to God, what happens is is the more I'll find myself repenting. And and the opposite is true too, right? So the further you get away from the light, mm-hmm. the further you get away from the source. The, the farther it is, for it, the, the, and I don't want to, I'm going to use this term, but I don't mean to sound like God can't. You know, his, his hand isn't short that he can't save. Right. But the further you get away from the light, eventually you're just back in darkness again. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is that you stay in this light. You know, it's, it's a struggle. You know, you're walking, the light's moving, it's, it's leading you. You know, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's why you draw, that's why I use the road. You know, you got this, I'm going to heaven, you know, at the end of the day. That's my path that I'm led on. You know, the God, he's not leading me to hell. He's leading me to heaven. So, I, but I've got to stay in the, in the light. Cause the further I walk away from the light, you know, you God, God's still with me when I'm walking away from the light. He's not, he's not that he's not with you, but when you walk outside of the light, it's mm-hmm. done. You know, you're in darkness again. You're in darkness. And, and so that's, a, that, that's this, uh, Ben, can you show the little thing? The, this little dotted line is an example of what you're just talking about. And that's a prodigal decision. That's a Hebrews you know, 10, 25 and 26 and, and a Luke 15 moment where I'm, I'm walking away. And, and so I have the towel thrown in the towel. I have to make the decision to come back. Mm -hmm. And, and so don't, you know, and that's why we need to be so, so involved in the word and to have so many people in our lives that are walking in the light. And that's who I'm getting advice from. And that's a blessing, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, so there's a, there's a study out too that, you know, and, and I've said this on a Sunday night that, um, and I was talking to a, a, a girl recently who's not a member of the church or whatever, but she's getting advice from two people that are divorced about her relationship. And I said, there's a studies out that if, that if somebody who is, who is divorced, if you have a close family member or friend who are divorced, you're 75% more likely to get divorced. Because that's you, you become who who you're around. Mark two. Mark two is the is the people coming through the bushes. I mean through the through the coming through the woodwork. That's where we get the slogan from. You don't think it's important who you hang around? Just ask that cripple guy in Mark two. Yeah, who who they opened? Yeah, up. they they led him to Jesus. Yeah, know? they led him to they led him through the. They roof. carried him to Jesus. Yeah, they carried him to Jesus. What right? what kind of those are amazing friends? And so I told her, I said, I encourage you to be careful about who you're getting advice from. I said, I said, you call up, call up two people who have been married for more than 40 years. And I said, ask them if it was worth it. I mean, I'm not talking about somebody who's been married a minute. I'm talking about this person been married 17 years Mm -hmm. and, and what they're doing. And so right now they're, they're getting divorced and, and it's because that's who she's getting her advice from. And so she didn't want to, she didn't want to get advice from me. She didn't want to hear anything from me. And uh and and that was a, a big challenge. And so but the her husband realizes his fault because he wasn't walking in the lot and he wasn't doing the things that he needed to do for his family and wasn't leading them in that way. And then he calls me on a desperate moment. That's that was a scary thing about, you know, eight weeks ago he calls me up and I hadn't had a phone call from him in four years. I said I said, I don't like seeing your name come up on my phone. I said, that either means something somebody's died or something bad's happening. And you got a grown man 
crying on the other end of the phone and saying yeah. it's bad emergency room business it's too. emergency room you know yeah. you you've waited so don't wait till the 911 calls to you know get things right with the lord now and put those things in your life and walk in the light amen come to him we hope these illustrations have helped you. You got anything else on that? Uh, we 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 went almost an hour. We, we've drawn we've we've drawn lot three different ways. That's amazing <laughs> how the Lord is, and uh, but that's man. I'm telling you, I'm gonna use yours um for now on. That's a which one? The road one? Yeah, the road one with the lot. It's just it's the same thing as yours. You know? No, it's not. Okay, well that's fine. I, I, I was thinking I'm gonna use Bob's from now on. <laughs> no, you weren't. He just gave me the credit. No, I was, all I was right. Thinking. We love y'all. Hope you have a good one. See you, brother.